but I could be collecting shopping carts at the Walmart parking lot. So, mm, yep, could be worse. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Put on your happy pants, John. Positive pants. Positive pants. Yeah. Dance, monkey, dance. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm happy to be on dry land for a few days. <laughs> you almost had... Has there, has there a tropical storms bearing down on Florida? I was going to say, last week this time, it looked like you were going to get hit with two tropical storms in a row. Yep. But now they're going to go west of you. Thank God. <laughs> I guess this year it's the panhandle's turn to get pummeled by every storm. Yeah. You know, There's probably a lot of sinners up there, Chris. A lot of sinners. God's God's taken out. You know. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't Florida the like, especially Central Florida, like the den of sin? Isn't it like you know, where, where all the where all the evil people go to hang out? Well, this is where the villages are. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I would have to agree. That's that's true. You know, DeSantos wants to kill everybody, not just your kids. Right, exactly. You know, he he wants he wants those storms to be full force coming straight up the coast and kill all the people that you know can't get out. That's right. Lovely people in charge. Hmm. Yeah. Your state has them. My state has them. Everybody has them. Yeah. So maybe we're the ones who are wrong. You ever think of that? Screw freedom. <laughs> well, no, no. Freedom is what they're, you know, they're saying that they have by not locking the, the country down again. Sure. We're the ones that know what freedom is. They're the ones that don't. So Orange County schools opened for the first time last week in Florida. Yeah. And I think there were like close to 500 COVID um, cases in the schools between workers and employees and uh, yep. teachers. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you threaten to cut funding for schools if you put in a mask mandate. Yeah. I mean, why is the Supreme Court not all over that bullshit? Oh, wait, they're all Republicans. Never mind. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's a conservative court now. So, yep. you know. Yep. Right. But in other news, what was it? Was it Lollapalooza that happened? Yes. Two weeks ago? Yep. They're saying that Lollapalooza was done so well that it d did not become a, a uh, epicenter of the COVID. Which blows my mind simply because I've seen pictures and videos from there. Yes. And it was like shoulder to shoulder, no masks, fucking people sweating and screaming at each other. And it's like, wow. Okay. I mean, I'm glad that, that it's not an epidemic from there, 
but maybe how many of those people were were vaccinated you know like yeah this is proving the fact that all the all those hospitals in texas are filled with people that are unvaccinated proves that at least the vaccines are doing what they were designed to do Mm -hmm. even if you get sick you're not going to wind up in the hospital Yep. But we're not protecting the people that can't get vaccinated. We're not protecting the kids under uh, under 12 that have to go to school with parents, especially in my case. I have a kid going to school starting tomorrow mm-hmm. where their parents are all gung-ho Republicans that are like, my kid ain't wearing a mask. You can't make my kid wear a mask. So now my kid's got to go sit with those kids. Right. Because it's about freedom. That's right. Damn it, Chris. Really? You, ain't, you ain't taking my guns, and I don't nope. care if your kid gets shot. Nope. I have the right. <laughs> Damn it. I did see, though, that there are a bunch of churches that are saying that in order to come on Sundays, you have to be vaccinated, and you have to show proof that you're vaccinated. So maybe maybe it's starting to get through. It should be. It should be, but I think there's got to be another way of proving vaccination. I think we're just one step away from being barcoded. Well, probably. Because you can fake a card. Oh, absolutely. So, and I forget what I was watching. Maybe it was CNN said that they had, the uh, Border Patrol had seized like hundreds of thousands of fake COVID uh, vaccine cards from China. Yeah, heading to like New Orleans or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read that too. And it's that was always a, a something that they had talked about in the news was like there's going to become a black market for vaccination cards. Sure. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you stop that. I really don't. I'll sell I'll sell you a copy of mine. <laughs> for 1 million dollars. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. So are you upset that we're not at Megacon this weekend? Um, talking about hotbeds of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, not at all. No, no. Even though it might, might be the last chance I would ever have of getting William Shatner's autograph. Not worth it. (laughs) I did see a couple of videos from the floor. Yeah. It looked like they were like, there were signs out front that they were saying that you had to be wearing a mask indoors. From what I understood that there were people were actively making sure people were wearing masks. Um, It looked like when you walked up to any celebrities, it looked like they were at a bank. They were behind like a plexiglass sheet with a little thing cut out so that Mm -hmm. you could slide them things to sign. Right. Um, You know, it's, I guess maybe I just miss conventions a lot. Like I miss the, like going and hanging out and seeing all the people in costume and stuff. Um, but it, 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 there was a lot of people. It doesn't look like they curtailed the number of tickets. 
No, because they lost all that money last year. Yeah, and and we went uh, during years where there were like over a hundred thousand people there on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, someone we both know, the big fish, went this weekend. Ah. And he's got his photos with uh, Stephen Amell and John Barrowman. Uh huh. And it's like, yeah, there. I mean, unless it's photoshopped. John Barrowman is has his arm around him and they're holding hands. <laughs> That's interesting because I saw pictures from um, Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Yeah. And his pictures from Megacon for the photo ops, he was on the other side of a plexiglass partition. And was that Megacon or was that another? No, that's Megacon. They're both Adam Savage and, and Barrowman are both at Megacon. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. So I'm I'm wondering whether or not John Barrowman just said fuck it and just walked around the other partition, and Adam Savage is like, no, you guys no, can stay on the, that it side. Was a, it was a formal photo op. So I don't know then. So yeah, I do see Adam Savage's pictures where he looks like he's at a bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I can understand that. I mean, they're they're trying to protect the guests and the celebrities and all that kind of shit. So. Oh, no, actually, here's a picture of him at his photo op where he's there's a big sheet of plexiglass in between him and the guests. Who who are we talking about? Adam Savage. Yeah. Yeah. OK. And from what I from what I've seen in the videos, they were all every single um, celebrity had that. Oh, see, the the two that I mentioned there, I mean, they're very close. Oh, okay. there is nothing between them. Oh. I mean, that's just, uh, it's kind of weird The I don't know. I mean, would, would you pay a hundred bucks to get a picture taken with somebody on the other side of the glass? I mean, that just doesn't sound, well, you know, it's like paying full price at Disney and not getting the full experience. Well, see, I don't know because I've never been a get your photo taken with a celebrity person. Okay. I've literally... In, I think I told this story on the podcast when I went to the thing in North Carolina, the mm-hmm. horror convention, and I met the dude that played Bishop in Aliens. Yep. Um, and he, his thing is like a free picture with a signature, and he said, "Do you want to get a picture?" I said, "No." And he looked at me and he said, "Are Are you sure?" I said, "I'm not about the picture. I'm about the experience. About right. this conversation." Which I will now go and tell all my friends that we had this conversation. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't need a picture with somebody like I have very few and far between ever taken pictures with with a celebrity. So I would never personally spend a hundred bucks, even though I know a bunch of people that would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess if it's the only time you're going to meet this person and you're a huge fan and you are the type of person that would spend that hundred dollars, I guess you would do that. But I mean, there are pictures that I saw of um, William Shatner where he was sitting in a chair like for the photo ops and there, the people were on the other side of basically the, the little photo area. So you get a picture of you on one side and, and Shatner in a chair on the other. Mm. So I don't know. 
it's it's a weird world. I mean, I know you've taken pictures with celebrities. Is is there yeah. is there a what's the determination of who you would take a picture with? Um I'd have to be a really really big fan. Okay. And um probably have to be more of a one one time only opportunity. Like the Dukes of Hazard thing, all three of them were going to be together. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yep. But if if John Schneider was by himself, no. You wouldn't do it. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of. Would there be a group of people I'd want to take a picture with? I don't think so. Really? Nobody at all. I mean, one of the one of the strange things, especially with those group pictures that you see a lot, is a lot of times. The they like seat large groups of people like say the Star Trek Next Generation cast. Mm-hmm. If you see if you see photos of them at conventions, they're usually all seated and then they bring the people in and they're placed somewhere in that shot and they take the shot and they walk away, but everybody's just still sitting there. Right. And I feel like it would have to be more personal than that. Like when I see pictures of Jason Momoa and like him picking up the girl and like, like he's having like a truly good time with it mm-hmm. that I could, I could almost, um, go for as spending money for a picture like that. Well, apparently you can get a really personal experience with John Barrowman, whether you like it or well, not. I'm sure, I'm sure he's grabbing asses and you know, <laughs> and everything else making, making shit uncomfortable, even though he's been called out <laughs> on that. Right. Because I guess he's not invited back to Doctor Who anymore because of that. That's what I heard. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's too bad. I don't know. For me, it's it's more about the interaction than anything else. I've had some really good interactions with celebrities and I've had some really shitty interactions with celebrities. So. Right. You know, it's it's that weird toss up of like, you never know what you're going to get when you walk up to one of these people. Right. What kind of day they're having. Yeah. Or just like, are they a miserable asshole? And you don't know that until you've already paid your 60 bucks. Right. You know, or like when I was when I was up, I think I guess it was the last convention in North Carolina that I went to. And um Oh, what's his name? He played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies. Matthew Lillard. Oh. He was there, and I was like, oh, I bet he's like, he's just going to sit there. I thought it was going to be like a Summer Glau interaction mm-hmm. where you walk up, and they have you write your name on a little post-it right. note, and he looks up and goes, hey, how you doing, and signs it and hands it, and you walk away. He right. was standing out in front of his table, like, like taking people's cameras and taking pictures with them and like you could you could tell he was enjoying the time he was doing it and i've been to those conventions where 
you know, I met the, the dude from Terminator 2 where he ripped the 3D printed thing out of my hand. And I almost shit myself because I had spent four months making it. <laughs> and it's like, all right, asshole. So I don't know. I, I, there were people at MegaCon that I would have probably paid money to go up to and get autographs from. Yeah. But I just don't think it's worth the risk. But you don't want to say that you got COVID from the girl who plays Black Canary on, <laughs> on Arrow? No. No? No. Come on. You want the, you want the story. That's the story. <laughs> you don't want to get felt up by John Barrowman while he's wearing like a, a dress that looks like the TARDIS? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Nah. Story to tell your grandkids. <laughs> Ron Perlman did put up a, a video um, before Megacon where he basically was contemplating whether or not he was going to go. And he basically was talking about Ron DeSantis and the fact that, like, he doesn't care whether or not you live or die. And that he felt like the people that were living in Central Florida shouldn't risk their lives to meet just him. Like... Mm -hmm. And then he basically said, but I know you're not going to cancel your plans. And I would, if you're going to come out, then I want to meet you. And so he basically did a video where he basically slammed the Santos and tried to get people, you know, next time that there's a vote, you need to fucking get him out of there type mm -hmm. thing. Um, so it's nice to see that people aren't just sitting still, but you know, I, I don't know. When I saw the videos, it was very nostalgic of like when we used to go. Yeah. And it just sucks that we're not back to a place where we can go. That's right. Maybe. Maybe next year. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, if they moved it back to March when it's not 3,000 degrees out. <laughs> you don't think that it would have been interesting to go on Friday the 13th? With all the no. crazies? No. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Okay. I'm good. Fine. I'm good. Fine. So speaking of conventions. Yeah. I watched Val. Oh. Um I I I'm still processing. It's it's <laughs> a hard documentary to watch, isn't it? It's very hard. I thought he was more feeble. Okay. Because I've only seen like photos and little little snippets of videos where he's doing a, you know, a meet and greet or something and he's in a chair and he's got his throat covered. It's like, right. oh, he looks really bad and, you know, I guess he can't move around or anything. It's like, oh, no, he was able to walk and shit. Yeah, I mean there are there are scenes of him like when he goes to get to I guess the warehouse where Yes, he stored all his, all videos, his videos. He's like hiding around corners and he's like running up to people. <laughs> and yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an extremely difficult documentary not to walk away from like in a, in a weird headspace. Yeah. I mean, it was good. His story, the way he wanted to tell it. Right. This wasn't done like passed away and somebody came across all of these videos and, you know, decided to put together a documentary without any involvement. Right. 
So, I mean, I think that was good. He seems to be in good spirits. Right. It's a little, like he's a little wacky. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little Gary Busey in him, maybe. I don't know. I, well, um, I mean, and here's the thing that struck me the most about it. You watch, you watch the rise of this guy that's been in any number of your favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And you see like the tragedy of of the death of his brother and all the stuff that I didn't really know about him and how his he didn't really want to be in movies but um he wanted to act on stage and he wanted to do like plays that he had written mm-hmm. and you follow him up this this career where anybody would love to be where he is. And he gets to a point where because of bad investments that his father had him do and um, his marriage breaking up, he's like completely broke. Right. And he's got to sell the land in New Mexico that he had bought. And he makes this turning point in his life where he's going back to the stage and Mm -hmm. he writes this play about Mark Twain where he like spends all his time in Mark Twain makeup and he's doing all this stuff and the show's a huge hit and then he gets sick mm-hmm. and now he can no longer talk and act and it's just gut-wrenching to watch this dude because you can see you can physically see that change in him mm-hmm. where where he gets completely humbled by the by like the downfall of the the divorce and the realization that like he's got nothing at one point and he's starting back up that hill and then it's just like nah fuck you like now we're gonna take everything away and I don't know something about that just like tore out my heart mm, I would agree it was, it was it was very sad and I know he doesn't want you to feel sad for him Right, but it's hard. But it's hard not to. And they show they show that that convention that he's at where he's like, I don't feel well. And he's thrown up in the trash. And can. He's thrown up in the trash can, and they're wheeling him back with the cover over him so nobody can see who it is. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god. And then he like goes back, and he's like, no, there's people out there. I'm just gonna work through it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, okay. And then he's at like the the tombstone showing in the middle of wherever Mm -hmm. and you're like wow okay like and he even talks about like the convention scene and how it feels weird to sell his past self to fund his life now Mm -hmm. but I mean you know he's not going to be able to act anymore no he's not going to be able to show up he was in that Kevin Smith film that reboot film that he did clerks the clerks reboot it was it was the jay and silent bob reboot one ah they're they're going to california to stop the the blunt man and chronic movie from being made okay and in the footage from the actual movie um chronic is played by melissa benoit and blunt man is val kilmer but he doesn't say anything of course because he's supposed to be the silent one so 
he's still getting bit parts like that, but I'm sure Kevin Smith didn't pay him a whole bunch because no, nobody got paid Kevin for that Smith shit. Has, yeah. So I don't know. It's hard though. It's, it's as much as I like Falcomer, I don't know if I can sit through it again. No. Now the behind the scenes stuff, all the archive stuff was just mind blowing. Oh, the stuff with like him on, and on the Island of Dr. Moreau. Yes. Where, where, yes. so if anybody doesn't know the history of that movie, they had hired a director, fired him, and then brought in somebody else who didn't get along with the cast. Right. And so you find out that like Marlon Brando sends a dude out who kind of looks like him to go sit in the seat while they're shooting. And then like, there's this whole section where film where Val is filming a rehearsal and the director's flipping out because he doesn't want right. to be on camera. Right. And Val's like, look, I'm not in a position because you're talking about walking off this movie. Right. So we need to discuss this. And well, I'm not going to do it as long as you're filming. And he's like, well, we need to discuss this, but all that stuff. Like I was hoping for more of it mm-hmm. because he only hits on a little bit of like, um, there's almost nothing in there of like, um, real genius. Yeah. And there's nothing in there about Willow except for a shot where they show his wife. Right. Because they need to connect that to him going to see her in, in London. Right. But, um, I mean, but you you also see later on that his ex-wife is still a part of his life. Right. Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Mm hmm. That happens a lot, though. In yeah. some re- some relationships. Well, yeah. Whether it's because you have kids or you just didn't work out as a couple, but, you know, you still. Right. Have feelings for them. That's not, you know, hot monkey love. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely if you like movies from the eighties and you like Val Kilmer and mm-hmm. it it does amaze it it amazes me how many people they are finding out have like videotaped their lives. Because there's also another documentary on Hulu from Soleil Moon Fry, who played mm-hmm. Punky Brewster. Yes. Where she videotaped like everything that she did. Mm-hmm. And now they're like, they're just like, Hey, this is, this is what that time was like. But the Val Kilmer thing is weird because like there's his first play out of Juilliard is with Sean Penn and, um, Kevin Bacon, and Kevin Bacon and Kevin Bacon's like, is that a video camera Val? And he's like, Oh yeah. yeah. It's like, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, speaking of the eighties, yeah. So you posted a uh, a link on my timeline oh. this week. <laughs> yeah. Of this horrible TV pilot that thank God was never picked up. And it's it's based off of a movie that was done. A TV movie. A TV movie. Yep. Um, it's called High School USA. Yep. And High School USA the movie starred the likes of Michael J. Fox and Crispin Glover um, and a whole bunch of young stars that you probably didn't even know worked together before Back to the Future. Mm. 
Todd Bridges, Dana Plato, Anthony Ever, uh, Edwards. Yep. And so at some point they decided to do a TV show. Yeah. And they did a pilot for it where I think one of the only people that came back was Crispin Glover. Uh, and Crystal Bernard. And Crystal Bernard. Yep. Um, well, and uh, Ken Osmond was in both. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Apparently you can watch you can watch High School USA on Amazon. Like the the movie. The original one? Yeah. Oh, cuz I found it on YouTube. Oh, okay. It is very funny to see the difference between what was the uh the A-list cast that was in the original movie <laughs> in terms of like the celebrities, the the former celebrities they got to be in it. You know, it was like Bob Denver. It was uh, Tony Dow. It was, I mean, it wasn't, you know, it was Don Wells. Right. And then you get to the, the remake and it's, um, uh, it's uh, Beaver, Jerry Mathers. Yep. And it's Ken Osmond. And instead of Don Wells, you get a really broke looking Julie Newmar. Yep. It's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, I I had to watch the whole thing, but there was a lot of it that I ended up fast forwarding through because it was horrible. <laughs> See, I figured that'd I be mean, right up your alley. Oh my god, it was fucking horrible. <laughs> horrible. So yeah, I haven't watched the original yet, but I've got it on my list. There is a ton of like lost uh, pilots that are now coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. Where you look at ideas that they had, and you're like, "Wow, holy shit!" Right? Like, what were you thinking? But, and when I saw that cast list, I was like, "Oh, this is something that John would would probably want to see." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing, amazing. Um, I found a new website this week that I think you will like. Oh. It's called Nestflix.fun. Not Netflix, but Nestflix. Dot F-U-N? Yep. Okay. And it's a, um, it, it looks like Netflix, but it only features pretend movies that were in other movies. Oh, wow. So it's, they've got like Goodwill Hunting 2. They've got the Rural Juror from uh, 30 Rock. They got Simple Jack and Satan's Alley from uh, Tropic Thunder. Yep. Oh, wow. Honky Grandma Be Trippin'. <laughs> One of my favorites. Seems like a lot of Adam Sandler shit. I was just going to say, there's a lot of Adam Sandler shit. <laughs> Maybe he can only make fake movies. Maybe. Pineapple Express 2, Blood Red. Oh, that's funny. They got all the stuff from like uh, UHF and mm-hmm. um, Last Action Hero. Amistad 2, Titanic 2. <laughs> yep. So does this actually... Oh, you can't actually watch the clips though? Uh, no. Oh. That's that's pretty good though. It's it's funny. It's very funny to see. Titanic two in a triumphant return. Titanic sails again with the hopes history does not repeat itself. 
narrated by Al Gore. As seen in Family Guy, 1999 to present. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, the list of Family Guy shit is like a lot. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, it's a good way to waste a little bit of time. T2, crucify this. Right. The follow-up to Passion of the Christ. Let he who is without sin kick the first ass. (laughs) (laughs) I like the fact they even went as far as, like, taking stills from each of them and then putting it below the, the tagline. Mm-hmm. Hamlet starring Arnold Schwarzenegger something is rotten in the state of Denmark and Hamlet is taking out the trash <laughs> <clears throat> oh that's pretty funny I wonder how long until somebody takes this down mm, I don't know it's all parody, so... You would think so, but you know how movie studios are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> so speaking of movie studios... Yeah? You're just full of giving me segues today. I'm trying. So, allegedly... Yeah? Disney is cutting all ties with Scarlett Johansson. I read this article. Um, Where did you see it? Uh... I don't remember because I see look at so much <laughs> shit during the week because one of the things that I, I tried one of the things that I try to do is when I read shit like that is I try to find other sources to make sure that it's real mm-hmm. and I couldn't for that it seemed to only be coming from one place um, and one of the things that in that article that I found kind of interesting was that article says that Scarlett Johansson's people went to Disney when they announced the Disney Plus premium access plans and Disney ignored her. So I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure how much of, I'm not sure what to believe. Did you find it on Giant Freak and Robot? I think that was the one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that is a little upsetting for me because she was going to be in the Tower of Terror movie. <laughs> but since Disney's hot for Emma Stone, maybe they'll give it to her. Well, and see, that's the thing. They, they were saying that Emma Stone was looking into the same contract dispute because of Cruella. Right. And then they announced this week that Cruella 2 is going forward with mm-hmm. Emma Stone. So I don't know if Emma Stone's people were just like, keep your mouth shut. We're in the middle of negotiations and like, we'll work this into, you know, the next one, the the next contract or they, if what people are just saying is like just fucking scuttlebutt and like people are just trying to cause problems. 
you know, I don't know. It could it could be that they had it planted so that they could then go back to Disney and negotiate, you know, Cruella too. Possibly, because that happens too. Absolutely, no press is bad press. Well, yeah, it's it's just it's it's weird timing, um, on the part because you've got the the head of SAG and all these other places are like condemning Disney for the way that they've treated Scarlett Johansson, which we talked about that at length. I think what was it last week or the week before? Yep. Where, you know, it's hard to feel sorry for somebody that makes $20 million and then bitches because they're not making 70. Yep. At the same time, if Disney made a promise and then they ignored her or whatever, then Disney's in the wrong. But we're never going to know. We're never going to know what the real story is. You know, Scarlett's going to go on to do whatever Scarlett's going to do. Right. And I mean, she doesn't need Disney. No. So. No. And it's not I don't think obviously it's not calculated career suicide because like so what Disney's not going to hire her anymore right there are a ton of people on the other side you know how many you know how quickly DC would like snap her up for a superhero thing if she's so wanted to do superheroes mm-hmm. like they all poach each other's people so you know who cares she's going to be just fine Colin Jost is going to be just fine. Their kids are going to be just fine. Oh, yeah. So maybe they don't get the third house in fucking, you know, Miami or something. Well, you know, 20 million only goes so far, Chris. <laughs> it's really sad when you got to scrimp and save for just the, the bare necessities, you yeah. know, the 14th bathroom and the, you know, <laughs> the 20 person jacuzzi in the backyard. That's right. We can only fit 10 now. Ah, uh, Damn it. Uh, damn it. No. Unacceptable. Not good enough. Sue Disney. Damn it. I don't know. It's and, you know, Disney's about to be tested because I guess there was some kind of um, poll or something about the next Marvel movie, Shang-Chi, of whether people were going to go to the to the theater or not. And people are saying with the numbers as high as they are, they're not going to risk going to the theater to see the new Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. So Disney's going to find out really quick whether or not the Disney plus thing was a viable option for black widow. Right. Which it was cause they would have been down $60 million. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, and I guess they were saying it's too late to push Shang Chi to Disney plus, which I don't buy. Um, they would probably just have to pay those actors extra for the streaming service or whatever. Because people do exactly the same thing they did for Black Widow. Right. They'll get groups of people together that they can trust to be in indoors and they'll watch a movie. Right. Yeah. But I don't I don't know what they're how they're they're going to approach this other than like I guess they're just gonna let it ride and see what happens, but Shang-Chi might be the first Marvel movie not to make a hundred million dollars. Mm. Could be, but JPEG said he's going to do what's in the best interest of the film and, and the constituents meaning stockholders, the stockholders. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's a weird choice of words. What constituents? 
Yes. Yeah, well. Our constituents. He doesn't want to come out and say that it's all driven by the stockholders, which it is. You know. Oh, we're going to make a new Star Wars movie every year for the foreseeable future. Right. Until it bit him in the ass. And, you know, they started firing people and things didn't pan out the way that they thought they were going to pan out. Now there's been no Star Wars movies. Okay, we're just going to we're just going to go for the small screen for the time being. Right. You know. We got to make money, Chris. It's all about money. It's going to make money. It's going to make money. (laughs) Did you watch What If this week? The first episode? Yes. Yes. What did you think? I really liked it. The animation style is a little weird because it's that 3D made to look like 2D. Yep. And that kind of, I don't know, it just doesn't look right to me. But I liked the story. I liked the nods to the original movie. Mm-hmm. I liked the, you know, the little con- comment that Steve Trevor makes about, or not Steve Trevor, Steve <laughs> Rogers. Crossing my genres. You are. Um, where he says, you know, next thing you know, they'll have you in a crazy suit at working at um, USO shows. Yeah. But I liked it. I did like it. I like that so many of the cast from the movies are involved in this. Well, I was just about to say that my one big problem is you get everybody back. Like there, there are a couple of exceptions. They had Ross Marquand come in and do Red Skull again, which he did for which he did for Infinity War, which is fine. But the minute that Steve opens his mouth. And it's not Chris and it's Evans. not Chris Evans. Yeah, just completely kills it, especially when it's like you got Dominic Cooper back. You got mm-hmm. Toby Hooper back Toby Hooper. Am I thinking of the right guy? The guy, um, the guy who played the little scientist guy. Oh, who played Armin Zola? Yeah. Yeah. That's Toby that Hooper, right? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know his name. Well, okay. I've seen him in a lot of shit. I don't know his name. So you you get him back. You get um, Stanley Tucci back. Yep. And Chris Evans isn't there. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, sure. Yep. And I guess maybe they didn't have likeness rights to um, Hugo Weaving because okay. Red Skull oh. looks nothing like Hugo Weaving. Right. When he's got the got the face mask on. Yep. And so I was like, huh, that's interesting that they're going to keep the same voice. And but they're not going to sh- they're not going to draw him as if it's Hugo Weaving. Right. So he must he must have been like, you can't use my voice. That's fine that you get somebody that sounds like me, but you can't use my likeness either. Fuckers. <laughs> And I'm sure it's going to be just as jarring as when they do the Tony Stark stuff. Yeah. With Robert Downey Jr. not coming back. It's like, yep. Okay, sure. Yeah, I thought it was well done. I'm I'm really looking forward to, you know, the next one. Um I've already ordered my Captain Carter action figure. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be here in November. There you go. Um yeah, I really liked it. 
I really liked it. I was kind of surprised because sometimes when they go animation, they cheap out. Yeah, it uh, it looks like Disney is just giving them a blank checkbook, and that's good. Is like do whatever you guys are gonna do. In live action, you guys can have all the visual effects you want. In animation, you guys are gonna use the, like the top studios. You know, and you're gonna do nods to like shot for shot of some of the stuff out of the movies. And right. I and I do know that maybe I don't know this for a fact, but there is a way to overlay animation onto live action and maybe they use some of that live action stuff from the first Captain America movie and then overlaid um the animation on top of it just so that they didn't have to go and like like figure out all the movements Mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah, a, sure. you know, follow, follow the pan of this camera and the pan of the face, but make it Captain Carter instead of Steve Rogers. Right. That's kind of what it looked like to me. Um, mm, could have been, you know, and just, just as a way to, to speed stuff up. Yeah. But I did like, like, um, Captain Carter catching Bucky on the train and yep. Bucky's like, he almost pulled my arm out. <laughs> yeah. It's very much a series for the fanboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I like that it started with, like, things were progressing exactly the way that they were in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the Watcher actually says, this is the moment. Right. And so you're seeing the diver- the divergence come off of it into what everybody's calling the Nexus event from Loki. Right. And so that's the point in which everything changes. And then, you know, you get the first Iron Man outfit and which I thought was a cool like representation, like Howard Stark has basically the same mind as Tony Stark and mm-hmm. that they would have come up with something that was very similar for their time. If, if Howard had a way to power it. Sure. And so then he's, he has the, the Tesseract and that's how he's going to power his suit. It's it's a lot of like attention to detail from Marvel and yeah, figuring definitely. out what works together. Yep. So yeah, I was I was I'm pretty stoked that like they've been four for four with their TV shows. Yeah, they've they're they're doing it right. Each one has been different. Each one has mm-hmm. captured the attention of the people that watch it, and it becomes talking points. And that's yeah. what that's what Marvel wants. Marvel wants you talking about their stuff. Where are you on uh, your your viewing of Titans? Uh, I just finished episode six, season two. Okay. Where we meet Superboy. Ah, uh, okay. I like it. Yeah. I still feel that the overall feeling is that it's a fan film. <laughs> Whether it's the acting or the camera work. I mean, because Greg Berlanti is behind it. Greg Berlanti is behind the Arrowverse. Right. So I kind of expect more from that. And he's had a decent record of putting unknowns in the suits. And they've made them their own. There's just something about the acting on this show that's not there. (laughs) I do like Elsa as has a kick-ass superhero. Okay. 
who do you who do you feel is the weakest? Um, a lot of them actually. Because I will tell you, I think, especially in the first season, I think Starfire is probably the weakest acting wise for me. Okay. Um, there's just something about like. I don't know if it's the actress. I, well, I shouldn't say that because they released the first three episodes of season three and the first three episodes have been really good. Okay. So I'm wondering whether or not it came down to um, budget and time restraints. Okay. Because they were working off of the DC streaming Platform. service. Right. And wondering whether or not like that really p- played into you know, this, this actor is giving kind of a wooden performance, but we don't really have time to work on it. Sure. We have 18 pages to shoot today and we're on page two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just get it in the can and go. And it maybe in season three, there was a little bit more time to kind of finesse stuff. I'm, I'm really oh. interested to see how doom patrol is, is being on HBO max because they've done a ton with, with, the budget that they had. So if they're right. given a bit, a bigger budget, I'm wondering whether or not their season, their new season coming in September is going to be better. Okay. Yeah. Cause doom patrols next up on my list. Yeah. I got it sitting right here so I can rip uh, the DVDs and I really, I really want to hear your, your reaction to some of the doom patrol stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, a lot of the stuff, and I know they're just pushing the envelope, but a, there's a lot of brutality in Titans. Yes, it's meant it's meant to be not be like like Teen Titans, right? It's, oh yeah, definitely it's not. meant to be the edgy, more adult. Like, I I, I really feel like Berlanti was like I'm I'm kind of have my hands tied on the CW with what we can show and what we can't. Mm-hmm. So because this is our own streaming service, we're just going to push everything. Sure. And yeah, I mean, when you get introduced to Hawk and Dove, they're taking out people and they're like slicing with their wings and stuff. And you're like, wow, okay. That's a, that's a little brutal. Yeah. Well, the whole death of Batman in, in Dick's dream or delusion, whatever you want to call it. Yep. You know, he steps on his, his chest. All right, you there? Yeah. Did okay. you lose me? I don't know what happened. There's a storm in the area, so maybe that's fucking around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's. I mean, even in the first episode when you're introduced to Robin, mm-hmm. and he's taking out the guys in the alley, it's not, it's not Burt Ward, you know, doing backflips. It's this dude taking people out. And it's, it is way more brutal than probably any Batman thing you've seen before. Mm. Very interesting take on superheroes. (laughs) And they, they're all in that gray area where maybe they're good. Maybe they're bad. You know, some of them cross over. 
between being hero and villain. Yeah, they're 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 more anti-heroes than anything else. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, even with when they bring in Jason Todd as the other Robin, there's it's not the Robin that you've come to expect in the comic books or any of the TV shows that you've seen. Right. It's definitely more of like a wise ass kid who's been put in a position to work with Batman. Mm-hmm. And, but I feel like I almost feel like it's a more true to life version of what superheroes would be like. than what you would get on like arrow. Okay. Because even even in the first season of Arrow, when he was more of a vigilante and the cops were chasing him, he did some more morally questionable stuff. Sure. Um, and even in the flashbacks, when you find out like one time he skinned a guy mm-hmm. and you're like, well, that's not very heroic. And I think I think Titans is that expression of like if there were really caped masked people running around the streets of a major city, there would be very more, more morally questionable things that they do Mm -hmm. as opposed to just string them up and wait for the cops. Yeah. So I just don't think that we've seen that before outside of like, you know, the boys is kind of, on that same level. I just think the boys has done better. Okay. You know, here are these people that are supposed to be superheroes, but everything that they do in the background is evil. Mm -hmm. I think Titans draws that line of like, you know, beast boy doesn't want to eat people as a tiger, but maybe it happens when he's a tiger and then he's Mm got to deal with that. Sure. I don't know. Interesting to see where it's going to go. Yeah. I'm, so I'll probably be done with season two by the end of the week. Okay. And then there's three episodes that they released of episode or of season three. And then they come out every Thursday. Mm, okay. And this one's starting off really well. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I was a little disturbed at the end of season one where it was the, the Irish cop from Castle is really like the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But did you see when when we talked about it last time? I had said like so so season 1 is his build up to that character. Right. And all of a sudden the final episode of the season is this weird um hallucination from from Robin of going back to to Gotham Mm -hmm. because Batman is on a rampage right and so it it felt really odd of how they had kind of shoehorned this in even though it wasn't where the story had been heading right and I really feel like when you see season two episode one where there's a fully digital not really well done CGI creature that you're like oh they didn't have the money to even do that (laughs) like they had to wait for another season's worth of money to show up and that's what you got right so you can see that the you know that the 
budgetary constraints being like, um, we can't film this last episode. So what do we do? Well, mm-hmm. do we have anything left over that looks like a bat cave? Cause we can do that. <laughs> right. Cause if you see the behind the scenes pictures of like their version of the Batmobile, you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. what the hell, man? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm I will be interested to see what you think about the rest of that, and definitely about Doom Patrol, because Doom Patrol okay. is a whole different animal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I was expecting Nathan Fillion Fillion to have a bigger part in Titans. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he's the robot. No, that's Brendan Fraser. Then who's Nathan Fillion in it? He's not. Is he not? No. Are you sure? Yes. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Wait, I gotta look it up. It's Brendan Fraser plays Robot Man. The robot. Yeah. Okay. And and Matt Bomer is um the guy with the all the bandages on. Oh, okay. And really? so so one of the weird things that you'll find out is when you start Doom Patrol ends up in a, in an episode of um, Titans in season one. And basically that's another earth version of doom patrol. Oh, I hate that. The ones that you see when you start watching the actual doom patrol series is a different earth that have never met beast boy. Okay. Um, but their chief on the TV show is, um, um, Oh, what's his name? He was the bad guy in the Rocketeer. It was 007. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton is is the guy that like has made them all the way that they are. Mm. It's a uh, okay. So it's better casting for sure. Um, but it is a little weird that like th- they had to explain all that to be like this is why it's different than what you see in Titans. Cause it was like a weird, like backdoor pilot, but then they went a different direction with it. Okay. Is Nathan Fillion in Titans? I mean, in, uh, nope. Doom Patrol? Nope. No. Alan Tudyk is. They're not the same. <laughs> okay. I'll, I won't tell Alan you said that then. Okay. Jesus. Don't. Ouch. I, I don't care. He never calls me back. Screw him. <laughs> he might. Hmm. You don't know. Eh, probably not. Have you watched Monsters at Work on Disney Plus? Yes, my kid watches it, and therefore I've watched it. You don't like it? Um, It's not that I don't like it. I think it's cool that they're going back into that, but the the reason that I think Monsters Inc. and Monsters University work as well as they do is because of John Goodman and Billy Crystal and sure. when it's not focused on those two I'm not I don't really care I mean I, I liked I li- I've liked what I've seen okay but it's not something that I'm like oh we need to watch Monsters at work You know, like the the one where they have to cut the budget 
And um, yeah. And there's this whole like subplot about the vending machine. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, that was all right, I guess. I just feel like they couldn't get Goodman and Crystal to commit to a full series. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I've only seen the first two. I oh, okay. was mildly surprised because I had seen some stills that looked like they weren't fully rendering the characters. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, that's like really low budget Korean animation. <laughs> uh, but it seemed that they were they were pretty close to the film. Yeah. Especially Mike and Sully. There's there's a few things you can see that aren't quite as high res as others. Oh, Sully. Sully's fur is not any close. The place. Well, it looks better than I expected. Okay. So, take it for what it is. I mean, I guess, I guess maybe. He's cute. I liked Mike's comedy class. Yeah. I liked that Celia's in it. I liked Roz's sister. <laughs> it was just kind of a, you know, another nostalgia thing which Disney plus is doing an awful lot of. Right. And, and I guess I had higher expectations too, just because, and I know they're short little vignettes, but like they did all those forky asks shorts Mm -hmm. from toy story where it looked like they had just animated them all for toy story and then just plucked them out so that they were real, like high quality. Okay. And then you're right. Like you look at this and you're like, Oh, what happened to Sully? And then it's like, like Mike was asking, he's a big green ball. So what are you going to do? Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely not the caliber of the movies. Okay. Disney's well, putting I all their money into other things. Like Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Have you watched that? Uh, no. No. I don't think I ever saw the original movie, so I really wasn't itch. Well... I, I never watched Mighty Ducks, but I enjoyed that series. So I don't know. Maybe at some point I will sit down and watch Turner and Hooch. I did finish the uh, Secret Benedict Society. Yeah. Interesting ending to it. it yeah. Did you, did you see it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I'm just trying um, to remember the ending. The reveal that Ryan Hurst's character is the uh, oh the the father of the, the kid girl's father yeah but he still doesn't have his memories yeah I mean it's definitely open ended for uh, part two and I guess this is all based on a book series that I had never heard of oh, okay um because it th- there's a credits that, that say it's based on uh, the mysterious Benedict Society written by credit um you know i it's it's very open-ended the the brother's still out there the kids kind of go their separate ways and it just kind of screams like you know we're going to reassemble you for the next adventure type thing Hmm. i don't know i i enjoyed it it was quirky enough to keep my attention yeah definitely Definitely. Um, 
Speaking of nostalgia, yeah. did you see the opening of the Field of Dreams baseball game last week? I didn't. Um, I had heard that it was happening. It was the White Sox versus the Yankees, I guess. Yep. Um, but I didn't actually see it. Did, I know that they walked out from, like, the field. The cornfield. Yeah. Yeah, but it starts with Kevin Costner walking out from the field. Oh, Okay. And then the teams come out in vintage uniforms. Right. That I saw. And it, it still just gives me goosebumps. <laughs> oh, okay. It was just such a cool way to present it. It was, it, it brought back all the feels. It, it was really well done. Hmm. Okay. Really well done. I mean, could have been even better if they rolled out James Earl Jones in a wheelchair, but you know, <laughs> it's Okay. Oh man. But yeah, you should watch it. You okay. should watch it. Is it on like YouTube? For the uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Field Did you watch Trinity? any of the Olympics this year? Very, very sparse viewing. I I I didn't watch any of it. No? I had no interest in it. And usually, you know, I'll watch to see the the opening ceremony and the closing ceremony. And this year it was kind of like, eh, who cares? <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very weird year, especially there's no crowds and there's no, you know, I'm not a big sports fan. So there wasn't really anything that I was chomping at the bit to see. I just... I don't know. I sit there and, and like on a good year, I maybe watch 20 minutes to 30 minutes of the Olympics. Okay. And this year I watched maybe five. That's more than me. My, my wife and kid were watching it downstairs. They're watching some race. And so I sat down for five minutes and then I was like, all right, that's enough. I just, I, I just don't care enough very limited on like the sports intake in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You're not, a, not a big fan of the sports ball. I like hockey and I will watch baseball. Um, but I don't, I don't seek it out. Like if it's on, it doesn't, I don't have a favorite team. So I'll just watch if like there's a, if there's a game on, I'll watch for, you know, half an hour or whatever. Okay. But, that those are the only two I don't I don't get basketball I don't get the appeal of running back and forth down the court back and forth yeah um I'm not a big football fan like I'll watch I watch one game a year and that's the Super Bowl and that's usually for the commercials yeah you know all right fair enough yeah don't understand NASCAR and racing <laughs> going around in circles yeah it's all about the crashes, baby. Which is weird because like, like my father recently got into NASCAR. Okay. And for some reason, like, like he's taken my nephew, um, to like a bunch of the big races on the East coast and like, like he's following drivers and stuff. And I was like, when did this happen? <laughs> and he was like, well, I'd always been kind of interested. And I guess after my mom died, it was, he kind of stepped back and was like, what are the things that I haven't been able to do? Um, because he was taking care of my mom when she was sick. So he mm -hmm. was like, well, I've always kind of been interested in NASCAR. Let's go to a NASCAR race. 
you know, he was right, fair enough. My sister at one one day um, said that she was going to see Ozzy Osbourne a couple of years ago, and he was like, "I'd be interested in going." And I'm like, "Who are you? Like, <laughs> what did you do with the man that like?" <laughs> read the lyrics to my Motley Crue records back in the eighties because you thought I was worshiping Satan. Right. Like now you're going to fucking Ozzy Osbourne concerts. I don't get it. Oh, the child becomes a parent. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm all for a good example of that. I'm all for a good, good concert, but like the dude just never was in that headspace. Right. You know, we didn't share any kind of like musical interest growing up because he was always like easy listening and everybody else in the house was like hard rock. <laughs> Funny. So I don't know. It's weird. Well, all right. Do you have any, any viewing recommendations for this week? No, the only, the only thing that I, I saw a commercial, I guess they're reviving CSI. The, the okay. original one, the one that took place in Vegas. And that okay. was that was the one that I always watched. Um, so this week I have been like rewatching old CSI episodes. OK, um, but I mean, unless you're really in that kind of like, you know, mystery cop drama type of show. I mean, it's not really for everybody. Yeah. But no, I mean. I haven't really watched anything else, so. No. no. All right. I I keep finding less and less to watch on Amazon Prime. Oh, really? It's like I keep seeing, like, I was like, so I have Titans on DVD. Okay. Wasn't sure my DVD player would work because that's how long it's been since I've used it. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, let me see if it's on Amazon because, you know, Amazon I can get on the TV wireless and. Right. It's like, oh, it comes up in a search, and then it comes up with, buy each episode, and it's like, screw that shit. (laughs) And sometimes you'll find a title come up, and it's like, you know, you you do several clicks through it, and then it's like, oh, not available. Right. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I see the value in Amazon Prime strictly for shipping costs. So it's all a bonus for me. Right, exactly. And I think a well, lot of I've, I think a lot of the Amazon stuff is more their original programming, yeah. as opposed to like trying to go find a movie that you want to see. Yeah, yeah. Because like the recommendations and stuff, it's like, yeah, I've already watched this. Why are you telling me to watch it again? Yeah, I mean, I think that the recommendation engine is shit for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's things on there. I don't know if you how much you like like action um series but like, I like some of it like their jack ryan tv show is really good even with jim halpert in the lead yeah he's good yeah okay yeah it's 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 an interesting there's two seasons each season tells a different story um but it's it, it's it's an interesting take on the jack ryan stories for like hunt red october and clear and present danger and all that kind of shit okay so maybe we'll see i mean that's not bad hbo max i i don't you don't have hbo max right i don't have that no i was gonna say because i went through um 
The Wire, which was really good too. Hmm. But okay. That's I, like I six seasons. I believe we had a friend who was on The Wire. Did we? Who played a busboy or a dishwasher or something. We had a friend? What's, what's her first name? It's the one who passed out during his interview. Why is that drawn a blank? Really? Yeah. Dude, dude, dude. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. <laughs> I forgot he passed out. Oh my god. Okay. He really? He was in the wire? I could have sworn when he first moved out to to LA, he he would he was an extra in an episode of The Wire. Oh. Okay. I didn't notice him, but I don't know. I'm sure he looked very ethnic. <laughs> oh, good times. What do you think about this Horatio Sands thing? Uh, you know, I, people just suck. So Horatio Sands, who was on Saturday Night Live and more recently on The Mandalorian, uh, basically has been accused of grooming and sexually assaulting a minor. Yeah. The lawsuit alleges that Sand sexually abused a then 17-year-old boy, or a 17-year-old bi, sorry, kissing her, groping her breasts, groping her buttocks, and digitally, digitally penetrating her genitals forcibly and without the, patient, uh, the plaintiff's consent. Well, now in his defense... At the time, the president said that was okay. <laughs> so, you know, you can't hold that against him. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, so, yeah, and this was apparently at and after Saturday Night Live parties. Yeah, he found her on an SNL chat room. That's fucked up, man. But it's just like, it's just like the voice of Elmo, who was picking up young boys who wanted to be puppeteers. Yeah, I guess you can never tell. It's like, you know, people suck. <laughs> you know, we're 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 flawed in a most disgusting way, I think. Uh, yeah, I would have to agree. It truly is like a really fucked up like it's there's way too many of those stories in the news to think yeah. that it's an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up, man. Well, I guess we won't be seeing him on Mandalorian anymore. Mm, no. But he's easy to replace. That's <laughs> he's true. all makeup. That's true. So. They could just put somebody else in that makeup and be like, just do what he did. Yeah. I'll say goodbye to his career. <laughs> That's sad. I mean, to be honest, when I watched the first the first episode of the Mandalorian and they were all like, that's Horatio Sands from SNL. I couldn't tell you any of the characters he played on SNL without going back and looking. Uh, nothing memorable. Yeah. See, you know, he didn't have any stock characters that I would say. Right. You know, he wasn't drunk uncle. He wasn't, you know, opera man. Right. You know, there's some performers that you, you associate with a character. Yeah, exactly. Him, 
He, yeah, he was a utility player. Okay, well, then I guess it's, it's not that I big mean, of a loss. Yeah. Maybe he and Gina Carano can make some movies together. There you go. Maybe he can grope her. Mm-hmm. Although she's probably too old for him. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. no. I think that's it. Yeah. Right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. Respect the bucket. (laughs) 